0: Hello and welcome to the Generic Foiling Podcast. Rich is laughing already. Hope everyone's all right. Uh, we are currently sat in Richard's. What do we call it? Sail loft.
1: This is the lower, the lower quarter, yeah. which we think acoustically will be better than upstairs, which is a tad echoey. Fingers, fingers crossed.
2: so well furnished.
1: Yeah, we've, we're well furnished. We're on three uh, Mitsubishi Delica seats. As these two are painfully aware i've got a bit of a japanese van problem it's not a problem it's definitely <laughs> yeah. not a problem it's a problem when you've got two of them. when you've got two of them maybe but anyway we'll deal with that
0: we uh long overdue a sit down with the wang lords rich is about to bugger off for five weeks to new zealand so we thought it best to line up with a session this morning and then to come down and chat bullshit for as long as possible so hope everyone's all right It has been windy today, so I hope everyone's been getting out. Uh, If you haven't, go back and have a listen to the previous episodes. We've had some great feedback on the last few that we've done, and we did just record with ARMY the other day as well, so that should be released after this. It'll be another week away, two weeks away maybe. That was a really, really fun chat. We've enjoyed uh, debriefing with with Rich about that, so look out for that one. Uh, Likewise, the last few, like I said, we've done have been... A lot of fun so if you haven't already go back listen to those if you want an even better laugh go back to the start of our episodes and have a listen to the crap that we spoke about back then for now rich has a nice list of bits and bobs again we haven't sat down for a little while we are hoping to discuss a few different products few new products uh, boards wings foils everything which I suppose is what you should come to expect from a Foiling podcast. First of all, to get us going and to get us in the mood for it, we have a little revelation for Richard. Uh Because we've been chatting on about apple tree boards for a long while, and I'm not sure how to introduce this too well. But for for those of you who did listen to some of the previous episodes, Rich, when he last went on holiday, left Liam and myself in charge of the house and Claude the feral cat that he's got.
2: Satan, oh. Satan's child.
0: Satan's child. Mm. And also left quite a bit of kit in the garage with the explicit remarks Don't fucking touch my stuff. <laughs> Since then or whilst he was away, Liam may well have disregarded <laughs> <them>. <laughs> some of that chat, and has now got a really good ability to comment on Apple Tree's build quality and response times.
2: So the story went: I was keen for a session in the morning, and I dropped my board out of the back of the delis. What? How we said? Delicia. Delicia. Delica. Delica. The delica.
1: Delica. If you say it in a Japanese accent. It kind of is, it's an abbreviation of delivery car.
2: Delhi car. So I had dropped my board out of the back of the deli car and put oh, a massive no. hole in the you back of it. it. And the forecast was quite good. So I was like, if there, if there was ever an excuse, this is it. <laughs> and then I'd said to Freddie at the time, I was like, oh, should I tell Rich? And then we both decided that we'd tell you on the next Wang Lords episode, which mm-hmm. we had intended, if you remember, to be pretty much as soon as you got back. Okay, and then yeah, time yeah. was going on and time was going on. And we're like, should we? No, we'll just stick to that plan. Um, yeah, so it was the Apple Slice v two eighty three, And what a machine. Mm-hmm. What an absolute machine. We had a lot of sessions that week. And variable conditions and terrifying
0: a lot of those conditions a lot of the
2: conditions were quite terrifying um but basically had i think so i think we ended up using that for two fairly long conditions sessions basically and it was remarkable how much difference it made to ride that board compared to riding mine and i know i've used a couple of apple tree boards on the off chance of yours in the past mm-hmm. and it was always noticeable but to actually go out in hectic conditions winging you know which is probably my higher competent level discipline of the things and having been regularly so I was kind of in in the flow over the few days it was just remarkable how much difference it made i felt more in control even though you ride it strapless and i'm used to having a front foot strap the board made it feel so much more in control even without the strap the stiffness was so noticeable the foil felt like a completely different foil Um, there was so much less jitteriness and when you're riding through swelly bumpy conditions it felt less like you were getting thrown around and it felt a little bit more like your weight would just push the foil through the lump rather than you getting washed around by it and the biggest way that I could describe it was that it did feel like the difference that I've experienced in the past when I've taken brands and gone from like their regular mast setup to their performance mast setup. And interestingly, yes, my board is homemade. So you could say, oh, well, maybe that's just shit. But I know how much reinforcement went into the foil box of mine. It's not insignificant. And having ridden mine compared to many other production boards, I'd say it's pretty on par. With most production boards, whereas those Apple trees are clearly quite stiff.
1: They're very, very stiff.
2: And you've now just got what this? Pro, I've been, I've been through.
1: Skipper. I've been through pretty much all of all, well, all three models on their wing gear. So I've had the Jazz in a 62, and then I've had the Apple Slice V2 in an 83, and the latest one is the Skipper Wing in a 65 liter. And interestingly, it's pretty much, it's the same length as the 83 liter apple slice. So they're both five foot, but the 65 liters is just considerably thinner. And that kind of amplifies everything you're talking about even further. And it has much less windage on it. It's really, really bullet shaped and it sacrifices surface stability. But at 65 liters, you don't really need surface stability. It's not a board you're going to be kind of limping around on. It's just like riding a little carbon bullet. And you particularly if you combine that with a decent high modulus mast. And so I've yeah, I've been using this F1 that tech well, they've actually recalled it now, but it's a 14mm mast. Everything is just faster.
0: It feels very refined having so with the session we've yeah. just had now at your local spot of Bantham, I've had what, five, ten minutes on your XPS wing, skate and high modulus mast setup and your skipper wing and the whole thing just feels refined and you're in control of every single aspect. I don't think that's a very beginner orientated thing. I think that feels way more of a push towards intermediate (laughs) advance. I do think they'd struggle on that. But holy shit, it's that partnership between all three of those.
1: Everything feels really precise with that setup. So you mentioned that XPS wing and I've always Uh, The the previous Armstrong wing I found very grunty and a bit of a kind of blunt instrument, the, what was it, the A-Wing? But it kind of suited riding at that point where there wasn't, you know, so much finesse required. You just needed something grunty to get you on foil and then truck you around. This thing is completely different. When you inflate it, um, the amount of pretension in the canopy, it's like tight as a drum, this thing. It doesn't flap ever i cannot make it flap between sort of 15 and 35 knots got a massive range on it and the 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 weirdest thing about all of it is it's made from completely normal materials they've not gone into any crazy dacrons the canopy material is pretty pretty standard stuff Um, but it's just very tight very very performant the handles kind of sit halfway between a sort of loop soft loop handle and a stiff handle I thought they were very battle.
0: rigid because I know you told me that before but it's very much more I wouldn't compare it to a soft handle no it's definitely a hard handle but, the but they finish got, the they've finish got a little it.
1: bit of give in them and right. they've got they're slightly squidgy and they've got a squared profile which means I mean the wing doesn't really misbehave over your head but if the, you know if a gust hits it and pushes it the wrong way because it's got that squared profile and it locks into your kind of inner fingers you can really easily twist it Whereas with the F one, like it's not, it's not got quite that control. Um, but and then with the round sort of mini boom ones, they just feel awful. <laughs> Generally, they feel a bit straight. You know, that I, I personally don't really enjoy using those that much compared well, non, to these other two.
0: none of us are windsurfers, are we? So we don't. Well, yeah, I, st- don't, I still do understand. think that's a
1: bit of a hangover from windsurfing. The best one, sure.
2: which we'll bring up in a bit, the best one I think in that regard is the wind coming from north. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was
1: like, it was narrower diameter, wasn't it? It wasn't so chunky.
2: But it's, it's funny, it's funny you talk about the lack of flap or flatter of that Armstrong, having just spoken to Army this week and him talking about how the design approach of that A-Wing XPS was very different because he was talking about how he was chatting with one of his experienced sailor friends, we'll call them. Nothing um, to do with the
1: America's Cup
2: may have had some association with the America's Cup but cannot confirm or deny you'll have to listen to the podcast understood and um, they were talking about designing it's not just pretension in mind he was like they have now started designing the wing to account for twist and whatever the twist that they are expecting under load they're they're, basically designing designing it yeah okay yeah prior to that twist so that under deformation they are actually getting the true design because that's what they were saying with the thing with the winging so far versus kiting yes you get some deformation in kiting but you know with modern bridles the the whole of the leading edge is so well supported that the actual profile tends to remain relatively similar as long as it's used in the design wind, wind range. Whereas it's, like, it's noticeable on the wings how much the profile changes, even just with different inflation pressures, let alone in different wind ranges. So, yeah, he was kind of emphasising the fact that they'd gone, right, this is what we actually want the design to look like. We know that we're going to get this amount of deformation mm, prior once to. it's loaded. The, yeah, yeah, so yeah, the only yeah, way yeah. that we're actually going to solve this is change the design so that the design is pre-deformation and that when it deforms, it actually ends up looking like what we want it to look like.
1: It just feels so bloody smooth, that thing and when you run around your transitions kind of fast, it just never seems to knock you off balance. It's so precise, and I think particularly once you're onto smaller foils, smaller boards, and definitely like choppier sea states, you need that precision. You need that you know, that millimeter of finesse in your arms to, to, to thrust you around and not knock you off balance. I mean,
2: it got quite windy today. So I'm gonna ask two questions I wanted to sort of give the information for relevance here. How much is that thing? Is that real expensive? Or no, it's not, not because of the materials it's, that they're using. It's,
1: it's well priced. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure nine fifty five meter or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the 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 five meters under a grand.
2: Because I'd be curious to see, like for example, I went out today on the Cabrina Vision. You were on a four six. I was on a four. Mm. So you know, you would have been fairly significantly powered, and yet. I was having a reasonable amount of flutter, it was gusty conditions and I did actually notice, I was like this canopy is flapping around a little bit, whereas I know, I'd i kind of looked over and I noticed yours, so it's funny to hear you say that it was just solid. It's, it's a funny thing, I, you know, I was very
1: much in love with the Strike and I think in some circumstances I still would use the Strike, I think particularly if it's offshore and really pulsy, I, I think I'd prefer something a little bit less direct. But the Armstrong, if it's more consistent wind, I'd definitely take that over the strike now. So I'm in a real kind of tipping point between brands.
0: It's funny, I never, th- I never thought, well, I, it was always going to happen at some point, but it is surprising having seen you on F1 strikes for what, three, nearly yeah, four years my, now. for my personal care, this is the only,
2: been the one. This is yeah. the only
0: wing that seems to have swayed you away from that. Yeah, at all.
2: but we were saying about the fact that the conversation Freddie and I were having in the van driving up to your house just now was it's such conditions like today and Bantham in particular is such a good testing ground. Oh, yeah, for wings because the conditions are just so difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you know, today we went out at the start and I was really having to wait for the gusts to get up on that four mm. and even then like pump like hell. And then at the start, it was kind of clean, you know, what waist to chest high waves and then by the end it's white water everywhere aerated water it's choppy and messy and the wind's gone up to the mid-20s easily yeah it's chaos Um, it is just chaos (laughs) and a lot of the time you know we're riding in dead on shore which for we all love wave riding but for a wave riding wing that's asking a lot because it's got a it's got to be very maneuverable and pushed around quite a lot like it's such a good testing ground for stuff um yeah it's, it's just brutal but What I find funny about all of this is um, the fact that we all like wave wings because we all like wave riding and we are biased towards the properties that are associated with a good wave wing. And yet we, Rich and I, choose to use the strike and have done for a long time. You've had a go on it, Freddie, and you like it. And yet that's not even the F1 wave
1: Wing. No, no, we've got something the swing to look just to. Yeah. So yeah, the swing. So the swing <laughs> so, they've really <laughs> geared for. They've properly thrown the marketing in a wave direction this year.
2: Well, it always was, wasn't it? Kind of that. More, the strike was kind of more oh, the freestyley think, thing, but it was just. But nobody
0: rode that, that swing V two, did they? No, the, the swing not
2: really. blended between obviously
1: being the original beginner kind of wing from them, and then the the swing V two. They, they kind of lent it wavy, but it was again, it was kind of more beginner orientated. When you put those out in front of people it's like would you like a performance car or or a Datsun they're always going to say i'll I'll take the performance one regardless of their level and what's really probably better for them so i don't think they sold many swings at all swing vts correct us if we're wrong dom but no i know i know that's not the case anyway um
0: presumably this is kind of the same sort of thing as the flux and the wasp as well
1: yeah Exactly. But the, the 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 way they've marketed this new one, you've got two key team riders coming in. So you've got Moona and Kiyahi coming over from oh, yeah. Cabrina. It's been, it's been announced. Can you imagine? That's all been announced. <laughs> the the worst kept secret in um after the Spitfire in the did they
0: give away Did uh, did it people, did people know like
1: pretty quick.
0: It seemed to go around <laughs> the like the industry folk though. Yeah. But did it go to
1: well, yeah, but but also,
0: nobody gave a fuck,
1: did no they? No one really minds too much, do they?
0: Well, What does it matter? <laughs> they went and... I don't know.
1: They but f- yeah, anyway, you've got two key wave athletes, let's say. One of them doing very well competitively. One of them a very key sort of free rider with lots of social media presence. They're you know, And I reckon... Are they using the swing, though? I think they will be. I think if they don't gear the marketing through the swing... It will be questionable again, it will Question, but I think this is going to be the push from F1 is that you're going to have one kind of performance and one wave, and the problem is though is Strike Three is pretty good in waves, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah,
2: it's very good. But why? Right, here's another point on a complete side note, so that we're not too uh, positive. F1, <laughs> why did they did they need to set up that video about the whole pumping technique thing? Did you have a problem? not really i didn't but then have I, a problem. i'm quite good at
1: adapting between things and the other thing i noticed is they say you could drop a couple of psi out of the leading edge to make it reflex a bit more make it flap like you know like the old one would reflex because the new one is much much stiffer
2: so the video i'm referring to if people haven't seen it is when when the strike three came out within i don't think it was ever a planned thing and I remember the UK distributor Dom sending around an email sort of prior to the release of the video and it seemed as though the public feedback was that it was harder to get going on yeah. the v3 versus the v2 and then they released this whole technique video about pumping frequency yeah and you have to go a bit more high speed rampant rabbit a bit jabby than, jabby <laughs> rather than slow and smooth is
0: this this is um but,
2: I've got,
1: I've, I've got a theory behind this, thing. I think it's because everyone's strike V 2s were so bagged out by that point <laughs> that they were basically like a spinnaker anyway, you could just jam them in any old direction, it'd just hoof you off downwind and this, off you'd go.
0: I've, I've had a comment from a customer recently as well about the same thing, and I know he'll be listening to this.
2: About the strike?
0: About the flux being harder to get going when it's lighter winds, and when you drop a PSI or two out of the leading edge, it being far easier to get going. Should that really be a technique to be using to be sharing with people because he said it was far better once he dropped it out but obviously Yeah but
1: then it, if you get overpowered the thing's going well, it's, to bend Well going to be, of be shape. a bit crap.
0: With Surely back to you just a preloaded crack, thing you just crack yeah. on with it. Yeah.
2: I just when I saw that video come out I was just a little bit like oh are you are you admitting a sort of the way that it was presented, it sort of was like it was admitting a fault that wasn't really there. That was how it came across to me, and I was just a bit like, "Was that? Was that
1: necessary? Was that?" Yeah, not in, a, necessary? in a way, it's quite brave of them to release something like that. Though, you know, just adapting to the market more. The, yeah, the, the, the base, the user base, and their reaction. I think it's quite mm-hmm. cool. All
0: right, we flitted from a few conversations into oh. where we ended up there. Gone full so combo. We st- we? Yeah, we just literally just threw a lot of stuff out. But that's fun.
2: Apple Tree's good.
0: Apple Tree's good. Apple
2: Tree's good. I'm good. Strike's still good. I'm putting my hand up. Right.
1: I visited the Apple Tree factory. There you go. You did. Um, On my way to the North meeting, which me and Liam both went to with our various um, press organisations. Me and Alex. El Presidente. (laughs) The Padre. I flew into where well, did I fly into Lisbon he picked me up cuz he lives in the Algarve and we swung into the apple tree factory on the way up to Porto to the north meeting and it was really really interesting and we'll be releasing a video pretty soon through various media channels
2: I should, probably, I should probably jump in here just to say that Apple Tree do not support this in any way. No. I've realised it's really 20 minutes and it's very pro-Apple Tree. i <laughs> tell you what, okay. Vega's going to be stoked with this. He's going to be it. This, this
1: is like, he did buy me a really nice pork um, dinner. Me, me and Viga, big two big Viking men, shared the waigu beef of Portuguese pork one evening. It was delicious. And Alex is vegetarian. He had to eat this massive bowl of like green cod soup. He got really like, yeah, bad, he got a bad deal a in, the, in the restaurant, man. Yeah. For anyone
0: that hasn't, again, go back however many episodes. We did an episode with Vega. Ages ago now, six months ago. Mate,
2: we got multiple messages from people we that went, that was the tipping point I needed yeah. to buy an Apple Tree product yeah. as well. And I think
0: the problem being from then onwards, and it's worth again putting my hand up and saying, I am the sales rep for Apple Tree in the UK and I work for the distributor. <laughs>
1: but you've never
2: really ridden any of it, have you? But
1: I've never ridden Apple
0: no, Tree He you, you,
2: you gets go online every single day. Of yeah, often.
0: exactly. Yeah, so yeah, I know yeah.
2: roughly. But Use coupon code GFPMobJoke. <laughs> <not joking. laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm going to stay as quiet as I can a little bit, but. We've just been very pro of it because we really like the kit and we really like Viga.
1: And it's good to support something that's made in, the, in Europe and isn't just banged out in Asia exactly. and contained over.
0: Exactly. So you visited, yeah. you had a Wagyu burger
1: or Wagyu steak. Well, no, it was pork. It was Sorry, insane. Porco something or other. Oh, rather. right. Very good restaurant. Um, anyway, um, back to, yeah, the factory is massive. Like they've upscaled, I think twice. And this final one now, they've got room to do all sorts in there. Um, and there's probably a staff of about 25 working.
0: Still taking quite a long time to get boards out. It
1: that? is, because they're doing OEM stuff as mm. well to you know like keep everything rolling. Because obviously they've got a lot of people to keep employed and keep things running. So that's, I think, a symptom of upscaling.
0: So who do they currently make boards for? They make them for reading. I don't think I'm really
1: allowed to say. Well, as in
0: the ones that are on... Or are we not allowed to talk about the ones I'm that are already sure. on the market? we're probably allowed to talk about it.
2: That's a good thing oh, that yeah. you've mentioned. <laughs> Read it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but,
0: yeah. Read, they make reading boards.
2: That's cool. It's a good
1: choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also, that's, that's interesting because that's, that's Damien. Obviously, he's worked with Chinese factories for donkey's years with Nash and, and with his wing products as well. And he's decided to produce in Europe yeah. there. So that's a good sign of the times.
0: Okay. Oh, we'll leave that a little bit of the conversation.
1: We'll have to leave that's that in there now. But yeah, I don't think we're allowed to talk about <laughs> it, Freddie. Okay, all right. That's fine. your fault. <laughs> um, I'll take it. And Who else, Freddie? <laughs> <laughs> what other else do other you matters? want to know? Uh, no, that's all I know. So how the factory was big. The factory was massive. It was really well-organized. It was really, really spacious. You know, I could fly a drone inside the factory pretty comfortably and not knacker it into any beams. I bet I could. Um, the quality of coffee was really good. It was fascinating <laughs> to see... Like each, each process. Um,
2: That's a good sign, isn't it? If they take pride in their coffee, they're gonna take pride in their boards. I think that's good.
1: But you've got big blocks of foam coming in one end, a lot of foam as well. You'll see the scale of it on the video. And then, you know, it works its way through the CNC process into glassing. And then the interesting thing was Vega would not let us in the um, vacuum infusion room. Yeah, There was a big door there. And I I assumed I'd be allowed in, you know, if I signed an NDA or something, I'd be allowed to even go in and have a look-see. Without a camera? Yeah, without a camera. He would not let me anywhere near that door. Wow. That is super, super secret scroll. And he says many people on many occasions have tried to get his secret recipe and he, he refuses to dish it out completely oh, wow. so yeah so they, yeah they wouldn't let us well there's got to be some secrets in this industry this- but they showed us everything else and it was fabulous like is the
2: a- vacuum know. infusion in itself is relatively straightforward but i imagine because you did confirm that they do it all in one shot don't they they do the entire laminate yes. schedule top yeah he term. he's quite free about that yeah and so yeah i wonder whether the secret is an adaptation of a traditional process, or whether it's simply some methodology that they've come up with that actually makes it feasible in terms of yeah. like labor. Yeah, yeah, so if anyone it wants it to, like have a look, just look on YouTube and have a look at, um, yeah, infusion in basically.
1: Because mm. all the other applications for vacuum infusion tend to be really high end. So,
0: when is your edit dropping and on what channel? They've
1: just approved it. I did cock up the audio a bit, but um, I've, I've fixed it and I think it's going to come through Instagram on potentially the foiling mag Instagram and kite mag. I think we'll pump it out through both, but it okay. won't be hard to find. Cool. Um, and it's, about, it's probably about eight minutes or something, so it's fairly in depth, but he wouldn't let us in that infusion. Room.
0: No. I didn't, he compensated
1: with that pork dinner though, that was insane. <laughs> And then
0: you went from there, both of you, on to the North dealer yes, meeting so for a, a cruise week.
1: up, I cruise up through North Portugal, me and Alex, in the um, Waterborne Media exclusive limousine. Which is? Roll into, uh, I don't know, I think it's like a knackered old Vivaro. <laughs> I was about to say,
2: whatever it is, it's significantly sub-quality compared to what North put on to yeah. get us picked up from yeah, the yeah. airport. Yeah, no, no, it's
1: some quite fancy stuff. I got that taxi on the way back, it was like a kind of mafioso um black veto thing anyway um so i cruise up roll into fiel viana which is i think we'll both agree an excellent hotel excellent hotel excellent north know how to to keep the press happy don't they liam indeed no i spend the money by the looks of things i wander straight in bump into prince harry straight away pretty much
2: I don't, like. yeah, it was all a bit of a blur, to be honest. So we were both basically there in the same capacity, but I was doing testing and assisting Rue Chater of IK Surf Mag and Tonic Mag, and uh, Rich doing the same for the Foiling Mag and Kite Mag. And um, I don't really know how to sum it up other than well, the first oh, two days. We did, we did it all, a lot of riding, didn't we? There was a lot of riding. Well, helmet. that's it. The first in two here. days, it was a bit like, oh, okay, there's a bit of a schedule here. Cause in the morning, morning, you go into this sales meeting and being told all about the brand and the product, and there is stuff coming which they've started mm. to drop a few preview
1: things are starting things, to squeak yeah. out aren't they mm. the 2024
0: orbit has just been shown
1: has it yeah but i think he'll prob- mark will probably get in trouble for that oh really yeah yeah i think that's slightly pre-release okay never mind yeah. Carry on.
2: but um yeah it was all feeling like it was going to be a fairly set schedule of mornings of meetings for the week and then um afternoon riding but we only actually had to do that for like two days and after that it was very long breakfasts excessive amounts of riding and as a result quite a large amount of eating a lot of eating a lot of testing mate just a lot we tested a
1: lot of stuff it's it's great there because you get that thermal in the afternoon that Nortada comes in it's good conditions really isn't it
0: you both came back raving about the kit that's going to be coming out which is always nice
1: they're a very well resourced company with some good people And, you know, with the wealth of experience through the industry from various brands over the year, they are formidable. They've always, I think
2: it's fair to say that like already last year, they were at least sort of on par with the industry. The way that I would describe it, and I think you would agree, Rich, but correct me if I'm wrong. This coming year, they will have standout products. Yeah, definitely. They will have products which are now closer to or setting a benchmark which i don't think they've really done before cool um and that was and and it was really interesting i i can't actually remember it was it was long enough ago and you edited the episode with Uli, but i can't remember whether he said but he was very happy to admit to me whether it was on record or off record i don't know that there is a little bit of catch-up and he was quite happy yeah, to admit that. that that brand is catching up and whatever. Whereas now, likewise, it's like, yeah, I'm, we're into our stride now. We know exactly what yeah. we're doing, what resources we've got, we know where we want to go, and it's, it, it does show in the gear.
1: Mm. and yeah, and all the Mystic crew were there
2: as well, so we saw all that stuff. Very different vibe, isn't it? The the North sort of directorship, shall we call them, and the Mystic directorship. They they definitely are. Um, linked not they compatible. Get, get on i yeah, want to say yeah. compatible but a different word like they very much work together very well they're yeah com- they're complimentary complementary, there we go but also very different yeah the um the mystic lot it's a little bit like a a sort of dutch college frat house that's carried on isn't it like yeah, but it in really quite yeah. a positive creative way it, yeah definitely um massively successful with the soft goods which kind of makes sense, because it is a little bit more of a fashionable... It's a young, it's a young yeah. brand, cool, isn't cool, it? Cool now now Max brand. Blom yeah, exactly. Jr. is in charge, rather than
1: senior as well. That, that's the way it's going to go. And they're going to be aggressively pursuing the surf market, by the sounds of things, as well. So, yeah.
2: Very ambitious. Yeah. Well, there's, very quite, a few,
0: there's quite a few of these brands that are trying to jump across, isn't it? Ion, Minera and Mystic are all wind-based brands. Kite surf, windsurf, that are all now aggressively trying to target surf market.
2: Well, all you got to do is get one percent of that market, and you've got more than a hundred percent of yeah this this of is kiting. It. So, but anyway, before we talk about some of those products, Freddie, the um, yeah, the highlights were very much the spa
1: Good, really good. It was a shame though because the big jet wasn't working, and that <laughs> that after a after a wing sesh. Um, particularly with stiff-handled wings, you want to blast those shoulders, man. You just want to get those, get all those knots out. So there's a bit of a disappointment on that front. But, but the Sauna... The eight, Sauna, we going to rate that 8 out of 10.
2: It was hard. So. The, the availability and the fact that it was there and it was all so easy. Interestingly... That was the most volume of riding in a week that I've done in many years, being at an age now where you're allowed to actually complain about being sore. (laughs) The combination of very high quality, unlimited quantity food, because it was all like a high end buffet for all meals, the combination of that and the sauna every day. I was fresh every day. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And no soreness at all. And then as soon as I came home and started going to the gym again and didn't have a sauna, I felt like crap. So well, you're like, putting it down to the sauna. Right? I think it's the sauna, the sauna, the steam room, and the pool. <laughs> that
1: whole place is just geared to session and then fix yourself quickly.
2: Yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, I was jealous while you were out there, but I'm even more jealous now. You're both shoving it down my neck.
2: Well, the best bit about it was the fact that the scheduling of the day each day, they'd sort of suggested that riding would go on basically post lunch up until about half five six and then dinner wasn't till eight each day and it was like six to 8pm was supposed to be sunset drinks cocktails all that so that meant that a lot of people were riding until about four sodding off having a shower coming back down fresh ready for the evening. At sunset, drinks. I whereas, to, as yeah. you can just imagine, I was like, "Well, I'm going to carry on riding." Didn't get back in till about seven, and then go. well, It's only an hour to dinner, so I'll skip that. Go straight yeah, to the yeah, spa yeah. and turn up at dinner. Because we watched
1: Max Blom like he he played Rocket Man a couple of times. You know, I did two nights of Rocket Man, and then after that, I was like, "No, let's just keep on the water for a bit." It's only so much Elton John you can take. What
0: what what? Uh, what uh, hang on, what's that? Uh, Kara- karaoke. Uh,
1: the end of Max Blom's DJ set, which was probably the first three four nights. He'd, he'd get on the decks for sunset drinks. Ah. Um, he'd always f- finish off with um, Elton John's Elton John's Rocket Man. Oh, there you go, which is nice. But he was actually doing Glastonbury that weekend on the way back. Really? Yeah. So, so what what are the
2: characters? There were, well, I was also going to talk about the the Insider um, Distributor Awards. Um, oh yeah. Oh what Nick Green? Nick Green's Nick award. Nick Green didn't win. Yeah, Nick Did Green's award. Win? He didn't win. You could tell that he was. Very upset about it, but trying to pretend not to be upset about it, whilst also reminding everybody that he has won it 10 times already. So um, sorry about that, Nick, but that is the truth. And that was quite funny. But they they went mental, didn't they? Those I, Aussies, they, every, they, 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 they sessioned for two yeah. days after that. Everybody was there. That was the one evening where I actually felt a bit bad, because, again, I'd been out riding too long and missed the awards and everything. So me and Ru turn up late to these awards, but pampered. And um, yeah, they were like, so they were near the tail end and giving out the distributor of the year and blah blah blah. It was only like seven pm. People were on it, and I was like, well, we again, gone if you if
0: you spent the last two uh, seven sorry ten years competing against the might of water sports world and Nick Green, who does a phenomenal job with Mystic in the UK, and suddenly you win, I can imagine. Yeah, I'd be pretty. Pretty hyped.
2: There were two guys, one of which I feel terrible because I can't remember their name, but one of which reminded me about um, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite with his big uh, glasses. Do you know who I mean? Well, they, they weren't Czech. The Lithuanians. The Lithuanian. They were, were they brothers? No. One of them's a pro-wakeboarder. I can't remember their names, which
1: is terrible. We had a good sauna sesh with them, though, didn't we? <laughs> um,
2: yeah. Those two... Formidable business people oh, really? and absolute legends. So yes. entertaining. They good riders as well. But I was sat having. Was it was it with lunch with yours? I mean, I can't remember. I was I was there, and um, somebody was telling me about the shops that they've got, and they've already got like six shops, and they. I think they, they've got heavy involvement with cable parks and they've, that's it. They've just started doing a kite school somewhere, blah, blah, blah. But basically they're, they're trying to set up a bit of a water sports empire wherever they are. And, um, and he was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, let me show you our flagship such and such. It's in the middle of a city. And he just FaceTimes one of the girls that works at the shop and they answer. And he's just like, I'm here with Liam from the UK. He wants a tour of the shop. And she's just like, all right. And he's like, right, off you go. And that was that. And there she was. She's just walked. This wow. store was insane. It looked In like...
1: well, Lithuania. It's like a flagship
2: retail outlet. Absolute yeah, flagship like retail Mystic. outlet. Everything. Or just their everything, their, everything, brand. Their, their shops. Uh, okay. so they deal with Mystic and North, but they are just water sports store. But they do skating, wakeboarding, kite surfing, everything. And this store was like what a, a sort of H&M flagship store would be, but just slightly so this scaled is, down. Tom's
0: talked about this. Tons, And I think even when we talked to him anyway, uh, when we talked to yeah, in, in Littlehampton, when you go to the likes of Holland and, and Belgium and not on the European countries, they're much better at these shops than we are. And that's not to take away from the shops that are in the UK, but the level is just not the same.
2: You just wouldn't expect it from a country with such a small population. He had a wall in this shop that was about as big as this one. I'm pointing it, you know, two metre high wall and a good six metres across wakeboard bindings like like you'd go in a trainer store wakeboard bindings on plinths covering the wall every single Mm. model of binding in stock on the shelf ready to go and i'm like i can't think of a single store in the uk that i could go in and pick pretty much any binding that i want go i'll have that in a size nine and walk away with it
1: the the problem is in the uk we've almost like online online ordered ourselves into oblivion on on those big Mm. retail outlets they're kind of gone it's, which is sad there's not that display but it'll come
0: back it'll come round potentially maybe is it not know. just a friend
1: might have just discounted ourselves to death on that one
0: well this whole industry is pretty
1: <laughs> fucked up there, isn't it?
2: but yeah so they they were impressive guys so you had a good trip um, yeah the final the final day was quite entertaining they the saturday sunday was the day to leave the, they wanted most of the riding done by the end of friday because they were taking all the gear which had been at the beach up back to the hotel um, and getting it ready. They'd literally turned up with a HGV lorry from Holland and they were going to load it all in on the Saturday so that everybody could party on the final night on the Saturday and not worry about loading this HGV on the Sunday. Anyway, us lot go down. And um, I think riding was supposed to be till about one-ish they'd recommended. Yeah,
1: didn't we turn up (laughs) (laughs) in mid-late afternoon afternoon
2: and sort of...
1: Snaffle things off the back of the lorry and Wormed. then bugger off and ride. But...
2: some gear. <laughs> Rue and Rich made terrible gear choices yeah, it was because bad. they'd basically taken like really light wind kite foiling gear. I'd also taken kite foiling gear, but assumed that it'd be somewhat breezy. So I at least had a five. Um, we turn up to beach, it's windy. Anyway, because this is the first day, we know that this gear that we've got, we've taken it down. You don't have to be conscious about like swapping with anybody else or anything. So I was like, right. You guys were a bit powered up, weren't really enjoying it. I went for a blast down the coast, rode like six kilometers down and found a really good wave wing spot, which we hadn't used all week Mm. because it was that far away. So I rode back. There was one of the Dutch guys was just about to head back and take all of this winging setup, which would have been perfect for me. So I was like, right, can I take that? Took that, went and had a really good wing session. It's the first time I've seen waves in a couple of weeks. so I was down there for ages. Didn't get back to the beach till gone seven went and took so now i've now got two sets of gear and bloody colin colin carroll from the megapod has left me with a piece of his equipment as well so i'm literally there with like a couple of kites a couple of wings two full foil setups a wing board and a kite foil board marching my way back so i go back the the poor lady who was organizing all of this gear logistics went bonkers. She was not happy at all. And she's like, you know, this was supposed to all be done at one o'clock and it's 7pm. Everyone else has already started the party. So then um, go and uh, manage to talk that. It was fine. The drivers didn't care. They just wanted me to pack it all up, put it all in the truck. But that meant again everyone else is all showered dressed in the party wear ready for this final dj night and i came and sat down with dinner with you like yeah, I? Yeah. I literally walked straight from the beach just dumped everything on the floor joined for dinner he was a kind of sandy ginger mess turns up was so bloody hungry having had this marathon session i ate so much food Got showered, came back, and it was like they'd put on a good party that night and had a couple of beers with dinner and then had a couple of gin and tonics. And then Tom Bridge was going on about the old rum and coke, so then it's rum and coke. And then it occurred to me because the hotel's so fancy, normally when it's rum and coke, it's like you get some horrible spiced rum here in the UK, and some. you're a bit like, Bleh. whereas it was some really nice stuff. See, like, drinking away, drinking away. It's one in the morning and it occurs to me, I'm like, I'm stone cold sober. And long story short, I'd eaten so much at the buffet dinner you know, it was absolutely get, impossible get to get drunk. No. So I was like, mm, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the gear. Gear, sorry, yeah. That
1: was good, Liam. That was, oh, it brought everything flooding back. Uh, but no, the gear's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty competitive. We Can we talk about it? Probably by the time we you release this. We can talk about this
2: specific, but we yeah. both agreed on... There's a standout product, which both the small... It's basically, there's going to be a mid-aspect foil of some kind. Yeah. And there was a smaller size that we got to try. There was a 750 and an 850. Yeah. Um, and the 850 was, f- was as production. It was out of a production yeah, mold. Yeah, that was so finished, was So that was like it? finished, yeah. done. The 750 was a G10 one. Yeah. And then there was a 1500, which was also a production yeah. one. And they were both, they, of the they, same were, they range. were lovely, weren't they? They were really nice,
1: really fast, glidy, performant foils that had beautiful balance to them. And the system, you know, the mast system is extremely stiff. Um, it, what's happening at the moment, the, bright, the brands are all really aligning themselves, I think, now.
0: Well, everyone's sussing everything out. Yeah,
1: it's becoming a much more even playing field. And I think we've seen that with the wings that have been released in the last sort of six months as well. With the Ozone Flux, the Armstrong one, the F1 always was a standout. And now it's becoming more of a kind of normality, I'd say. Brave
2: enough to say that. Sorry, Dom. That 1500 was just an unexpected level of performance yeah, yeah, was for such really an cool. easy foil to use yeah. like you would not think twice about suggesting a beginner buy that likewise they will not be done with that for a very long time the closest foil i think to that on
1: the market at the moment is the axis 1050 that's around a 1500 square centimeter kind of mid aspect but fast and performant you know it doesn't really top out too badly this felt very very similar and then Looks what, good. what yeah. was so
2: impressive with that 850 is having kited on it and winged on it and just tried to mess around powered, not powered. It, it would clearly be a one foil quiver. Yeah. It got going, I'd say that got going easier than my skate, which is slightly bigger. It got it's, going very easily. It's in
1: that golden size range We can kind of do everything. Yeah. Wow.
2: So that was impressive. Their new wing that's coming was very impressive. They've got I think they're gonna be the only ones with that material. Yes. not talk deep.
1: No, that is proprietary. True. So it's an evolution of the N weave material. That's all we can say. So that's pretty oh, cool. Building
2: the suspense. I know, I know. And what was I doing at this point? Breaking up with your girlfriend. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that was
2: it. Yeah, we got this kind of message from Freddie.
1: Got this message from Freddie midway through our trip and we're like, oh God. And, He's going to be cross. As He's you were ploughing
0: be... yourself through the buffet, yeah. Yeah. fresh yeah. out of the soil. I think,
1: you know, we put down our rum and cokes at that point and had a, moment, a minute's silence. For... <laughs>
2: and then carried on. Well, then, you yeah. wouldn't tell us
1: any details, so... Well, I was too... E- anyway, leave alone. <laughs> um, I, what,
0: what else was I doing? I must, was I winging at this point? It? Oh, it? You've
1: been to the desert to sprinkle water on a racetrack. Yeah. But tell people about that. That's interesting. Nothing to do with foiling, obviously. It's absolutely...
0: Well, you say it's nothing to do with foiling, but one of the guys... So basically, I got invited from some old event contracts because of I used to work for Land Rover. got asked to go and help out on an event called Extreme E as just an event building stuff because I can drive tractors and they needed some tractor drivers to sprinkle water on the track. Randomly, one of the other gang <laughs> can members... Can you
2: contextualise that just in case someone doesn't realise about dust suppression? Dust
0: <laughs> suppression. So you're you're hosting a just the
2: case
0: you're hosting a rally stage in the desert in Sardinia in forty degrees heat. drones can't shoot the cars for t v through mountains of dust, so they're basically just suppressing the dust and likewise the drivers can't see the cars in front of them or the track when the track was dry, so they had to spray water on the track to be able to race race so it was a very off the cuff. Would you like to come and do this? I'm just about to move into a house, so a little bit of extra uh, income would have been, would have been helpful. Anyway, one of the other gang members that was there is a foiler and a podcast listener, which is incredibly get deserve out of town. Yeah, uh, Inigo. He'd driven down. He's from Tenerife, um, so he know he was out there, Jamie Knox, all through the wintertime, and he's obviously... Very competent. His fourteen-year-old son is insanely competent and can basically get going in absolutely nothing. Had a Takuma I did have a quick go, but it was a very light session. He's got a little f- uh, D light forty-five liter board, strapless Takuma fourteen fifty. Is it or
2: something? Fourteen forty. Fourteen forty. Yeah, that right? one
0: that gets going in nothing.
2: Lifted a- those out.
0: Absolutely nothing. And then he had an old Strike V2, which I think he should, he should probably replace at probably some point. On. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was out most evenings in the light winds. And yes, his son was a bit of a monster in the light winds because he doesn't weigh anything. So I had a good bit of fun. But yeah, I was in the desert, 40 degrees, sweating my arse off, working really hard, getting covered in dust and drinking a lot of beers. But not foiling. So I feel like the last few weeks I've not really done a massive amount. And frustratingly enough, My Spitfire turned up the day before I left, and I still haven't got it back. So I still haven't used it. It's still
1: out on demo. So I haven't
0: actually used the bloody thing, which is frustrating. Um, Is that with Chris? It was with Chris. He's used it alongside his demo fleet, and it is somewhere floating around Exeter uh, DPD Uh, delivery office. uh, I'm looking forward
2: to hearing the public feedback on the Spitfire following a lot of brand hype followed by a lot of delays i saw a couple of video reviews online that were talking about how good the bags were the bags are really nice and i was like they're they are nice but i was wondering have you been paid to say that just to make it make up for the fact that they were the cause of the delay no when
0: it when it turned up so it it turned up with me literally the day before i left and i did look at the cover and thought in all fairness to them it is a very nice cover, and it's probably, <laughs> it's probably worth them having, if they're going to change things up a little bit, having done it, because it's, it's a really nice foil cover, as weird as that sounds, saying it. But is Doesn't it worth the delays? It you
2: from driving your foil into the rocks, though, does that unfortunately? <laughs> no, not they, quite. they come off in use when most of the damage mm. happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Judgment hasn't gone on that as yet, whereas Rich has had the 1201 for a little while. I know you wanted to mention that briefly because you... I've enjoyed that. I your time really, on
1: that. really liked that. That was a That's kind the of the Art Pro, the Art Pro 1201. A big old span on it. It kind of gears itself towards light wind winging and downwind kind of efforts. It's very, very glidy. It's kind of like a re- the 1099. I always thought was quite good, but this is just a, another stage up in terms of speed range turning and just the phenomenal glide so from a pumping perspective like sarah whipped me into some really tiny waves with the boat and i could just go around all day long and i'm not famed for my pumping ability let's say but i found it extremely easy to pump whether i just like really kind of clicked with the cadence of the thing or something but i could just go around all day long on the thing and it turns well and i i winged it quite a lot and again just fast, turned so much better than the 1099, I think. I, I got on really, really well with it, um, yeah. in a nutshell. I'm interested to see these smaller sizes when they come out. The smaller sizes would be fascinating. So I wasn't gonna go there with the Spitfire, but I am now. So I've had the 1100 Spitfire and the 960, I think. Is that correct? Yeah. And they weren't quite what I was expecting, and I'll probably leave it there, but I think the smaller sizes of the Art Pro are going to be what I expected okay. or what's more in line with other brands but I'm reserving judgment on Spitfire until I've tried it more. How
0: do we compare what so I, I like the 899 from the art range if we get a similar span art pro.
1: That could we, be really good because I in, think it, it <clears> makes <throat> the ART from what I can tell I think it's going to make the ART series just that little bit more rideable like, less technical to ride, better through disturbed water, better tip breaching, and more turning ability.
0: Which is the opposite to what Adrian goes on about.
1: Really? Saying that the ART,
0: <laughs> the art pros are what hard more day, advanced think. and harder, supposedly. Oh, but this was know. the whole... We couldn't... I don't think we probably addressed the, the issue enough with him when we asked him, why the fuck would you have the ART and the ART pro in the same... In the same, it'll be it'll be family. really
1: hard to know until you try equivalent sizes. Yeah. But from my perspective, that that twelve o one, I just really clicked with it.
0: Because I and, I love know. the eight nine nine, and that's only been made more obvious after today's session. And I was on an eight thirty, and I missed the glide of the arts basically, when it when you want mm. to chop between or jump between what is effectively choppy waves that aren't quite lined up, having a little bit more span and a little bit more glide. And yeah, that's a curious one.
1: And interestingly, today, I got off the Skate 950, um, the F1 Skate, and then got on your 830 HPS. And thought, God, this is, this is good. It like, is a I weapon. Thought, I, I, I was expecting weapon. it to feel sub, substandard compared to the Skate, because everyone loves the Skate, and I've been really enjoying the Skate recently as well. But actually, I was like, this is, this is a really good foil. This is a really good, solid foil.
0: Yeah, it's specific. It's probably, I don't know, maybe undergunned in some scenarios today that I found. And I loved when I jumped on your skate, the low stall speed. Because I was like scrambling to pull the wing over my head again and then realised I didn't have to because I was still gliding.
1: Yeah, yeah, still going. Um,
0: which is why I missed the arts.
1: So back onto F1, I've had the Skate 750 through as well in the last couple of weeks. And I didn't think, I thought it would be too small to have much application. And I was completely wrong. So I I used it winging in pretty light stuff. And it does everything the Skate 950 does, but, you know, quicker. (laughs) It's brilliant. And interestingly as well, like one of my mates down here, Martin from Discovery, He's on Instagram as Discovery Foil I think. He tried it proning and immediately bought it. He was just like, "Rich, I know you're going to New Zealand. You don't need this. I'm keeping it because it's brilliant." Feels and ridiculous. And he'll keep that as a quiver. Like if the and it looks like a small foil. Yeah. And when you get it it looks like a kite foil. But
0: 750 square centimeters on paper that shouldn't be a it shouldn't comfortable work,
1: foil. particularly for a 90 kilo guy like me winging like heavy-footed old beast that I am. Like that shouldn't work but it worked and it was massively accessible and it felt great. It felt so instant around the corner. Because the
0: same as can be said about the 950, it doesn't feel like a 950, it doesn't glide like a 950 square centimetre, I think. Is this not one of these where we need to test the square, the actual square centimetre? No,
2: I think it I think it does. I think that that's just the- Profile. Thing, the high aspect, yeah. yeah, profile nature of it. That Armstrong HA, whatever it is, nine, whatever the 900 and something one from Armstrong is, is just the same bloody mental how, how it goes once you got a bit of speed.
0: Interesting. Hmm. What's next on your list, Big Rich? Oh, let's have a I flick. I feel like, him.
2: given that the three of us are here, the one topic that we actually must talk about today is downwinding, pump foiling... Oh, shit. ...and oh. this whole scenario, <clears> because...
0: what we well, so, No, what we need to do, basically, here is wind Rich it? wind Rich up oh, and no. just let him go, because So I he's... did
1: have a bit of a rant the other day on one of... We have a kind of private WhatsApp group of the Wang lords
0: that I would love to release oh, at some th- point. I
1: think we'd end up in so much litigation if you ever let that out. Anyway, so yeah, so downwinding. Obviously, I'm doing product testing for a magazine, and I was kind of it, it, it did it did appeal to me. Um, so I, I've had a couple of boards through. First one was an Apple Tree 119 liter board. I really really enjoyed it if it was glassy and clean conditions, but that's not really the point of a downwind board, but it paddled as an SUP foil beautifully, as long as it was glassy. It was slightly too small for me. So when I stood on it in the water, there was probably a 10 mil rim around the edge of the actual board above the water. So What from size are like, you
0: as a reminder to everyone?
1: By the time I've got a wetsuit on, I'm probably 95 kilos-ish. So like on the scales, I'm like 92, something like that. Um, so yeah, it just felt a little bit too small. It winged beautifully. It's got a massive application winging in light wind. Really, really enjoyed it. Obviously it's stiff as hell because it's an apple tree board, so it feels really, really responsive. But I really liked it light wind winging. It was just a little bit too small to paddle. And with this, with this downwind thing as well, it's like, so I ended up belligerently paddling this board into wind when it was onshore for probably 30, 40 minutes to get myself, I don't know, like a mile or so offshore. And then I'd turn it around, I'd kick into a wave and I'd have a big foil on like an Axis 1300 or something like that, because obviously I'm in the beginner phase of it. I'd bimble in in a couple of minutes and then I'd just think to myself, why aren't I just (laughs) wing-foiling? Like, like, what? why why have I put myself through that? This is kind of sadistic. It's like, uh, and maybe you have to have that kind of mentality of, But but what I was finding is I was putting in a lot of effort physically and then not getting much
2: fun out of it as a result is I'd that because say. you'd had to paddle out rather than being able to jump in somewhere and then yeah, just immediately start going yeah if you can start hop off, going off down a point or
1: something and just bears along but I mean you've still got to work your way back at some point the this is the, this yeah, is the yeah. cross
0: shore on shore yeah, it's though, not going it? to work if it's onshore. On I'm sure it's pointless cross shore. Yeah. So these places we talked to only about it exactly that they, they work best in the cross shore conditions. On... As long as you've got someone that can pick you up the other side.
1: I just felt compelled to to learn it because of the product testing. And subsequently, we've actually found um, John Mann, who's based out of Holland, and he's ridiculously talented at it. And um, we're going to get him to do the product testing because I don't feel like I'm in a position to do it. I can cover the kind of wing and the SUP foil end of those boards, which they have massive application for. But the actual downwinding part, I think due to my location and, (laughs) I don't know, due to my motivation potentially as well and my skill level, I don't know if I'll ever really get into it. I don't know. And we're kind of bombarded with footage at the moment because of the Molokai and stuff like that. Um,
0: They're in the gorge now as well, aren't they?
1: It's it's not that visually appealing. It's funny because... The, the main criticism I get of foiling from people outside of the sport that are surfers do other board sports is it is that it, it looks slow and the downwinding end of it well it's slow and undramatic I'd say but when you're doing it it feels good and the downwinding end of it looks even more like that because okay you pop up at some chop and you make a few turns but it's not like a surf turn it's more of a kind of bimble. It's a long bimble. And I have massive respect for the people that are doing it because it's extremely technical and it takes a really high level of fitness. But I'm really, i still in two minds as to how marketable it is to the general public, to people that just want to grab one of those
2: and go out on a weekend. I don't know if that's really feasible. I think it is entirely location dependent. And I think that the joy... I think that some of the guys that are really enjoying it are genuinely really enjoying it and they would not be able to understand why we could have that opinion. But in this country, I'm of exactly the same opinion that you. And in fairness, I actually remember saying to you at the start, Freddie, like, I don't really see the point here. And it's, how is it ever going to work? And I got more convinced that it was something to learn by the amount of media that was coming out again. Well, this again, is it. Do
1: but, we end up in this Instagram wormhole of like, being dictated to what we should be doing? Well, <laughs> Where yeah, maybe we should
2: just be concentrating on getting better at winging but I and I also think and, we're
0: in a very specific area But But listen, so let
2: me finish on this point. It's about the comfort involved in it as well because I was trying to picture like, okay, like when might you do this? And I was thinking back to living in the BVI. Yeah, And
1: okay. I was thinking, right,
2: yeah. I live in the BVI. I got my day off. When the wind comes in, it's a trade wind, so like it's gonna be consistent and it's gonna be Mm. predictable and windy all day. And it's bloody warm, and so I can put my little backpack with my mouthpiece water in. And you know what, from where I lived, you could literally do a straight run. And people used to do kite downwinders, and I suspect, um, I know Charlie Smith, I think he listens to some of these, so I'm sure he's done winging downwinders and stuff. You could ride to the airport, which is just this sweet long clean run where you could do downwinding and when you get there you're literally coming into a spot where there's a restaurant on the water's edge, you could buy your burger, refuel, and then there's a ferry right there and you could just get on the ferry with your board and the ferry would literally mm. drop you off back at home.
1: And that's glamorous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah and that's I like, like it's
2: not unusual for people in scenarios like that. Like I wasn't earning loads of money. But I lived in a house with my own dock where I literally could have just walked down, jumped in the water, paddled off and gone. And in a scenario like that, the adventure that's involved, like the time that it takes doesn't matter, you've got time. Downwinding would be the coolest of the foiling disciplines and the most satisfying to do. Yeah, it's it's
1: unencumbered, you've not got the wing. But then the problem is, if you use... the the downwind boards are so efficient and easy to get on foil. You can use a tiny wing. You can use a three, three and a half metre where you'd normally use a five. So then it's not much of an encumbrance because it's so small. There are a few people
0: this week on social media popping up with old slingshot trainer kites on a bar, getting up and then collapsing it, which just, I think, is stupid. (laughs) Um, What I was going to say was Jimmy the Hobbit his coastline.
1: Yeah, that works, eh? Hey.
0: Jack uh, Galloway's coastline. Yeah, yeah. Those long, coastlines long beaches
1: with loads of access points. Yeah. Here and, and, we've got a cove, and then we've got ten miles of cliff, and then we've got another cave. Yeah. But there's think, no uh, there's no exit. And point. the wind
0: is blowing directly. Generally onshore. The all all the the yeah. So there are certain areas which will work. And it, you, you look you look at footage of the gorge, for instance. And you just think that's prime conditions. Yeah, wind the wind tide. is blowing its arse yeah, off. Yeah. The waves are standing up. There's a there's a reason why that place has got a huge downwinding history behind it. Army was mentioning as well the other day because we oh, Liam's almost fallen off his chair. <laughs>
1: nearly gone off that Japanese car seat.
0: We asked Army about John John and Nathan out mm. in wherever the fuck they were, the Maldives, randomly that he um, got into. And he was saying that for him, and I appreciate their a very specific mindset, but all they want to do on foils is get on foil and travel shit tons of distance. That's all they want to do on a foil. Because there's absolutely no point him getting into surf yeah, he's when con- he lives in Hawaii yeah. and rides what he rides daily. For him, and I, again, none of us are at an ability where we're going to calm down from our top end just to have something more cruisy but he said all they do is try and get as far offshore as possible on the smallest board and go for as long as they possibly can because you're basically Mm. riding for as long as you possibly can which he can't do because his whole surf you know you ride a wave he gets what three seconds in a barrel and he's spat out the side then he goes and does Mm. it again whereas this is his first sport where he can actually just keep riding
2: now I feel like downwinding. We've had that conversation in the past, but let's hear your thoughts on pump foiling and dock Cause starting I enjoyed then, that, r- that rant
0: came what out of nowhere. Were well, you were sat I, on the toilet? No, probably.
2: no, I was. Yeah,
1: I did do, do quite a lot of admin from the loo in the morning. You know, I'm a busy man with three jobs and a small child. So, if I'm going to talk to these boys, it's normally brown literature. Let's say <laughs> <Followed> <laughs> brown, with the brown nice comms,
2: Japanese clean.
1: Yeah, that's right. Keep it keep it cleansed. Um, what was I saying about it? So it's I, shit. It was interesting, actually. No, 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 no. no. It's not that it's shit. It, what, what I said, I, I had a conversation in the school playground with um, who we refer to as the Cougar Gang. So it's a bunch of women. You know, they're, they're, they all surf. They're all active women. And they, they always kind of query what I'm up to because they don't really get it um, necessarily what I do. And... I was asking to them what they found unappealing about foiling. And straight away, it was the pumping end of it. Like, they were just like, aesthetically, it just looks a bit shit. <laughs> they just say, obviously, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a good party piece. But there's been this massive sort of focus on it recently with, with the dock start stuff. And obviously, again, it's kind of technical and takes an enormous amount of skill to do it but is it making our sport look even more alien and unappealing? Um, That was the kind of point I was making there.
0: My thought process being, I want to dock start to improve my pumping in the waves. Yeah, the whole point of pumping is to be able to ride more waves. So, they might find it unappealing, but then they would definitely understand that we are riding two waves to their one wave. Yes. So, that's it, might be a little bit unappealing, but it's got a means to an end.
1: It's something about that action, I think, that looks a a bit daft. They they kind of say it looks like a monkey. It does look daft, but it's more to
0: to the foiling fraternity. It's, It's. an appreciation of how quite
2: starting worth it because jack jack galloway was arguing well it's i mentioned this to him and he was saying well it's an opportunity to practice yeah and you say this but then i got better at pumping than you because i consciously practiced whilst winging i remember many a session where i would do a jibe Drop the wing out of a jibe and see how far I could go yeah. pumping, doing that. And you can do if, but if you do five to ten of those every session, yeah, you start to build it up. 10, 15 sessions, you can pump. That's and exactly. I, am, I seem to have horrific technique for dock starting, as you've seen. I seem to be really bad in terms of the progress that's, I've made. That, but that's but not as soon pumping, as I get it? on foil, I can already pump. So I, I don't need to. Well, I don't think. I need to really practice that much to the point where I'm going to go on a no-win day and I'd rather go fishing. Would you,
1: would you buy a set? No. Would you like? Because I don't, I don't not. think I would either. So I crack pumping in the same way as you to start with. So yeah, drop the wing, see how far you can go, see if you can link round 360, et cetera. And, all, and that really, really helped my SUP foiling. And... Certainly modifying my equipment a bit there as well, like putting a slightly longer fuse on, you know, uh, that really helped me link waves. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not something I've found naturally that easy pumping. And I've not even attempted to dock start. I've not even had a go yet. I don't know if I'd be any good at it.
0: The thing that's been the um, standout for the last few weeks, I've done two events now where the only foiling we've done Oh yeah. Doc-start?
2: Yeah,
0: okay. And again, is that worth then spending a thousand pounds on a But different you're front in way? the
2: world where you're at those events because of your job. Yeah, and agreed. the problem we've all we all know the problem with those events is the fact that if there's no wind, punters don't turn up. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think to learn to dock start, you have to go right, I'm going to crack it this month and I'm going to go as many times as I possibly can this month. And I think it's a little bit like learning to ride a bike. Once you've got that muscle memory and that movement, you've got it on the assumption that your pumping's okay-ish.
0: Because as we've found, and from what you said, having not had a go, would you be any good? The issue is not the pumping, it's the jumping on the board, which is exactly what Liam has issues with. Once, yeah. he's, once he's on the board and his feet are in the right position... He's all right, yeah. Gone. You can Absolutely dig yourself out of the hole and
1: you go. But it's yeah, taken a yeah, hundred
0: yeah. times jumping on the board to be able to get that muscle memory mm-hmm. there. And
2: but I like, haven't got the muscle memory because there's always a three-month minimum yeah. gap <laughs> in between having a go because I don't really care.
0: But then you also look at uh, the likes of Tom and Mike down in Cornwall now, who are... Accessing spots that can only be accessed, a oh, if you yeah, had a jet ski, yeah, pump, which yeah. none of us we have a jet ski, or you rock hop, you jump mm. off a rock, and they've done that as a pro- very quick progress because we know what how often they're out uh, by dock starting. So they Chris was saying they've got access to a point where, if you jump off a rock and into the swell line, the swell rolls in, wraps around a headland, rolls all the way into where they live and they can ride for half a
1: mile on this huge slab that never breaks. Yeah, that seems kind of worth it, but it's a very specific scenario.
0: But you're always, yeah. always going to get... Things, things um, evolve for a reason, don't they? And then because they've evolved, offshoots come off, and people just want to go and pump. You'll always get people that want to go and... The, re- the reason we've done that is to get into waves. Same yeah, I think it's the, it's the social
1: place. media end of it. It's like I am absolutely sick of watching social media of people dock starting, like and just pumping around. It's 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 been there for two years, and I'm I'm just bored of looking at it. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'm getting on. old and cynical, no, but n- but no, nothing no. nothing news happening. People are jumping on boards and pumping around. That's it. It's
2: another example <laughs> of there's a skill acquisition that puts me at a certain status in this industry, and look, yeah. I've done it. That's what yeah. it is. It's a because foil, amongst foilers, the more into foiling you are and the more disciplined you do, the cooler you are. And foilers want to appeal to other foilers. And dock starting, mm. I feel, is one of those credibility points that if you can do it, it's like plus 10.
0: I'm just disappointed that I've gotten better at you
1: at something. And now you're both trying to take it away from me. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry. No, 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 no. i just... I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's my age, I'm just getting more and more cynical with the social media end of it. And it's, it's like the, the visual side of downwinding and the visual side of pumping. You can see why people that are outside of the sport struggle to understand its technicality
2: and, and view it as a bit strange. But then I wonder, is this a bit like, because this, what this does remind me of, it reminds me of what I used to say about surfing having learnt to kite first and having got relatively proficient in waves on the surfboard kiting Mm. and going, why the bloody hell would I learn to surf? Surf. yeah, And that's what I used to say until I got older and was like, okay, no, I do see the appeal of that. Yeah. Um, And I wonder whether downwinding might be a little bit like that. Because I do see the bit that I find extremely appealing about downwinding i'm not writing off the downwinding as a discipline i'm writing off our location to make it worth it yeah i think that's it it, yeah correct and i do find the appeal of the adventure side of it really cool like if you actually sum it up in two parts and you were like right boys this is cross shore we've arranged the logistics for you and you three are going to go out and ride 25 miles down the coast together and then go and have lunch I th- I on a sunny day. I'm like, that sounds great. That no, I'm sounds really I'm good. totally sold, Yeah,
1: but I'm not paddling into wind for an hour and coming back <laughs> no. in two minutes on a massive foil again exactly. ever in my life. like That, that ship has sailed. Ah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I didn't get onto my second downwind board. So after my 119 litre apple tree, It did did dawn on me that I think the thing was a bit too small. So then I got a Armstrong in an 8.3, and it's 135 litres, but it's quite narrow. So it's 21 wide, and that all of a sudden opened up a lot more. So I could pretty much flat water start that. Like I could get the mast up and flap along a little bit. and then my tib-fib joint started to dislocate a bit, so I had to kind of back off it a bit. <laughs> but, um, that, but that made an enormous difference. And I, the point I was going to try and make was, I think they're being sold a little bit under volume, especially if you're kind of average person. So yeah, as, as has been much talked about, I've done a lot of SCP foiling and I'm relatively proficient at it. And if someone came at that just from winging and then tried to paddle up, I think they're being
2: sold undersized. Same as early winging though, isn't it? The yeah. problem is is that the people that learn these sports first are proficient individuals. They're pioneering individuals that have experience in other sports. Exactly the same thing happened in winging. And all the people, were, all the early riders were all going, nah, don't buy too big of a board because you'll be selling again in no time and you'll need to buy another one. Yeah. The reality is that that is only true for the very talented, experienced people and your average yeah. user should have bought... The beginner size volume which, is your friend. Yeah, essentially, which, which the brands <coughs> were trying to sell. But we've actually.
0: had them, We've had them all say it, James, When did we speak to Casey first? Six months ago. Yeah, he said go and, big. Foil. And he go, said go as big as you possibly can. That was Armstrong that was right said the at same the start. Thing. Thing. Yeah, use the biggest downwinding uh, that, foil so, available. So it's not like they've not said it.
2: No, it's it's not it's not the brands. That's what yeah. I'm saying. The brands it's, were selling the right wing boards too. It was the people on the. It was the early riders telling other riders. Yeah, yeah, maybe. The
1: interesting thing with downwind boards down here is also that Martin from Discoveries had one. So he went in with the attitude that he wasn't going to SUP it. He was going to hand paddle it in. So he started off with those enormous swimming kind of comedy mitt things, didn't really get on with them. um, And he was knee paddling in at that point as well. And that didn't really work for him. So, so he ended up just simply prone paddling a 100-litre board, which I think is seven foot, it's another apple tree one. Sorry about that, everyone else. Um, but he's ended up basically evolving a new sport, as far as I can tell, which is long foiling. So he's going in exactly like he would on a long board, but with loads of volume and early, and he's picking up the tiniest bumps and pumping around all day long. Um, he's using pretty big go foils, but I'd say because his pop-up from surfing is so efficient and he does it in one motion, and that's exactly when he'll get the board to lift as well, that looks quite appealing. Um, well you fancy it? Well, not, not personally, because I'm not... Like, You're not going to lie. You you not, like, I'm not foil, a surfer. I'd, I'd sup-foil it. I'd take another 10 litres or something and sup-foil it. You know, I'd take a bigger board and sup-foil it all day long. But he, And he's tried to SUP foil as well, and he found it really hard in the same way that I would find um yeah like prone prone foiling really hard so yeah it's a really interesting concept though because i think that has maybe got more it, everyone down here got down windboards no one's used them downwinding and when we have it's been a bit of a shit show <laughs> generally um I don't think so yeah so, so martin and want. martin and rich so they 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 go out as a pair and they go round the back of the island when the tides drop in and it's on shore and they try and paddle into the lumps there. But the problem is you've often got a 90 degree difference to the wind chop angle and the underlying swell. So it's almost too, although there's big powerful lumps there, it's too bumpy to take off in. And again, this comes back to it being very location specific and everything's got to line up. So of five or six downwind boards sold here, no one's been downwinding yet.
0: I would say 90% of people that have bought these boards in the UK, and I know we've sold a reasonable amount of Axis ones, and we're selling some Apple Tree ones, and I know Tris, and he's, we've talked to Tris about the Armstrong ones. Mm. There's tons been sold. 90% of them aren't being used for downwinding. But but it's crossing over really every nicely. Every
2: time we chat about it, we get some messages in from people going, no, you've got to do it, you've got to do yeah, it. Yeah, but I that's because our listenership is this, so and...
0: fucking big nowadays <laughs> we're always going <laughs> to get
1: people doing it. I don't know. There there are, are, can, we, can we put it on paper? You, you probably know better than me. So we got the guys on the South Coast. Mm-hmm. There's a few guys there doing it, probably two?
0: No, I think a couple more, five.
1: And then you've got Glenn, Glenn down at... St. Ives? St. Ives Carbis Bay. I mean, He's he the only the... one that
0: I know that's actually doing it there, though.
2: He's the OG mm-hmm. downwinder. Mm-hmm. Isn't that guy from Wales, is it, that does the Chris
0: Gogfoyle. He's, doing... He's, doing... He's getting pretty good, He's by the looks He's getting good it. at yeah. Yeah, He really looks good. committed. Again, for someone that started... He looks like a Jack pump. Galloway
1: character. Yep, fit as a fiddle. There's dudes in all the time. There's some guys in Butte making it. I'm not sure if they're praning or... See, they're just that.
0: proning. That's Matt that we went surfing with. Yeah. Uh, I, he's got his own setup, but he was hand paddling in when we saw him. I'm not sure how much actual. I mean, he's just set up his shop. So, so can we name
1: full. ten people?
0: I think Scotland's got a few, but those guys. There's a bit of. I'll tell you what's one topic we ought to maybe pick apart is wing downwinding, because that's what a lot of the guys in Scotland are doing. There's obviously a discipline in the Molokai to Oahu of wing downwind. Tom's comment the other day was, what the fucking hell is the point in that? <laughs> what, you know, we use a wing and a kite to get back to where we started, don't we? Is there a need? Well, no, this no, is not me completely dismissing it. I mean, it. kite
1: downwinders are a thing, aren't they? Go somewhere like Brazil. i mean never done is to. Oh, it's really good. i
0: kited for 15 years
1: and I've still never oh, done a Cape downwind. Cape Town smashes there, getting never, some can't waves. Can't afford to get there. Pop out the other end. Brazil's the same. Like, it, it's definitely got that application, I'd say. That seems more appealing from, from my background.
0: Okay. As long um, as it is, that's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I do think there are some guys, but there's not a huge amount of downwinders in the UK yet, actually downwinding. But there you go. Hopefully, they'll mm. get a bit more.
2: Foiling bicycles. No.
0: I don't want to talk it's about it. want to give him.
2: I don't want to give them airtime. It's nothing to do with the product. A friend of mine who shall remain nameless went I'll tell you afterwards did an instructor course on how to instruct foiling bicycles and the person who delivered the course on the foiling bicycles had their wetsuit on I don't know whether it was inside out and back to front but it was definitely back to front wow so they had their wetsuit on backwards and my friend was just like, "This could not be more classic."
0: How to absolutely derail any shred of confidence
1: in, in seconds? Your ability. I mean, that's a ground-up kind of thing, anyway, with a foiling bicycle, isn't it? Are they? Have they got lithium packs in them? Are they assisted?
0: They are assisted. Yeah. Yeah. Because they—they sink. for us. They like eh? Yeah, they've got something. Anyway, right let's on. not
2: talk about the product. Just the fact that right. the classic. <laughs> If your instructor, fact that if your coach, instructor for the foiling bicycle.
0: I think the nice thing, oh, thing about jeez. us talking about foiling bike because I, I do get wary of the fact that having listened to this podcast and us talking about foiling bicycles would probably put people off buying. I would hope would put people off buying foiling bicycles. But the people that are going to buy foiling bicycles don't listen to this podcast. No. And if you do, fuck off. We don't. We don't, <laughs> don't want you. <it. laughs>
1: Is this the only time we'll say, do not like or subscribe to this channel? But <laughs> then, if you do that, it's just creating five stars. reverse psychology. Uh, yeah, okay. It's got to be five stars day, all day long.
0: But then, I was going to say, if you've got 14 grand to burn, would it be a bit fun like an e-foil is? But I don't think it actually is. I think it just looks horrible.
2: Did you also see um, one of my a few Instagram accounts that I follow outside of Luke Sederman of The Surf Report. Um, What's he called? The guy that's on about being number one champion surfer? I don't know. Oh, God, he's bloody hilarious um he does takes. he's got his own podcast he looks a little bit like jesus um and he always sterling spencer sterling spencer because he was a really good surfer yeah he's a shit hot surfer yeah so sterling spencer did you see that he was ripping the shit out of he's done dj Khaled's e-foiling session recently he was laughing about that which was hilarious but he's also you know the guy that does the foil scooter in like iceland or somewhere yeah have you seen Mm, these clips well, Sterling Spencer's now started taking the mick out of that, Good. and it's just amazing the sound effects that he does to his little like bursts of pumping are just absolutely priceless. Because it was it, what, so if you don't follow Sterling Spencer, it's, it's well a worth, worth following.
0: Is it was it flight that came out with the e-foil scooter thing
2: with the handlebars? With the handlebars because yeah. they
0: got slammed on Facebook. I enjoyed immensely reading a lot of the comments that popped up from foilers saying this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and the literally the CEOs were fighting these these comments on the way back. That's one thing that army said that we didn't get on the on the podcast oh, actually. Oh that was brilliant. So granted that army's coming out on Monday this Yeah, this is going to come out next week. Don't know. Either way, at the end we said our goodbyes. We turned the Mike's off, and then Army proceeded to tell us stories of how he's not allowed to be in control of the social media anymore because he kept telling people to go and fuck themselves. <laughs> he, he said he used to get into
2: arguments with his customers. <laughs> he, said he had he had one guy that basically put the wing on upside down oh, and on. was asking him why it wouldn't work and why the fit was so bad and everything, and apparently might have told was him absurd. to get screwed. Yeah,
0: brilliant. That was really good. Okay. I think that's it. Are we there? I think we're there. We're all, we're all slowing down now.
1: and. The-
2: so what's on? because the coffee's run out. The <laughs> the yeah, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, let's yeah, go back yeah. to that sage
0: machine. Let's, let's have a little do at that. Yeah, we well, thank James uh, so, for
1: that.
0: Hopefully everyone's learned something. Have we learned anything? I don't know.
1: Maybe yeah. I need to keep more open-minded about all this, these, these other avenues. I was just having a bit of a dark time with the aesthetics.
0: But you've tried these um, these avenues, so... I have,
1: like, I've really put time into the downwind thing, and I think either fly me out to Hood River for a couple of weeks and sort it, or I just don't see how I'm going to apply it here.
2: Yeah, what's the point if you're then going to come yeah, back yeah. and live here
1: again?
0: I that, it's that, agree because it's the same thing as a whole surfing thing in Cornwall. Why would do anything I, else when you've got? I really those... like
1: paddling them, like SUP foiling them on a nice glassy day with weak waves. That's great. I mean, you're getting really but it's, early, but it's a two and a half gram board. It's a bit spicy, pricey for um, just for that. And I did, I did worry at one point whether it was going to make my normal wide board obsolete but i really don't think it is now because particularly when it's choppy those things are so narrow they're a bit of a ball egg especially to spin round and if you've got close period, uh, close period swell and short sharp takeoffs where uh, you know like a seven eight foot board a six foot board is just going to be better in that in that wave size so yeah i'd worried i'd rendered one obsolete when actually i think it's still got a massive application so yet again it's
0: location dependent yeah and ability horses depending. for courses
1: yeah
0: you are now disappearing to nz for I am. five weeks
1: i've got quite an itinerary lined up so mr Roper's already rolled out the red carpet he clocked i was going out there on facebook i think and he said come and come and have a chat so i might try and film inside his garage or something like that i'm going to sneak around hugh pinfold from north, he literally lives kind of overlooking my brother's house. So I'm going to go and knock on his door and empty him of goods as well, probably. Do you know? Mike Raper said he'd get me a key oh, yeah. cut for that one.
0: <laughs> and then who else is there? Do Robbie you, Whittle's there as well. Do you know Rob? Have you met Rob?
1: I've not met him. But um, I think that everyone is in pretty close proximity. So yeah, my brother moved to Raglan in January. And as luck would have it, it's pretty much where everyone lives. Although it is winter... Well, Army's um, not going to be there, is he? No. I think he's in said, Hawaii or somewhere, isn't he? Or, I, he's all over the place at yeah. the moment. I don't know about Robbie. But anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, get the little black book out and call a few people, hopefully blag some equipment. Got a week's snowboarding booked. Um, flying into Queenstown to Make do sure that. Make sure you
2: take your wing. I've heard wing snowboarding's really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Liam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I might I just promising. saddle up myself a foiling e-bike and cruise the coast um but yeah no so yeah i'm out, I'm out on manoeuvres for um for summer so yeah you're going to have to find yourself a new kite repair sponsor until september i'm afraid so chris saw kites, saw kites jimmy kites. the hobbit yeah you two uh, Both very adequate repairers <laughs> very legends Very <laughs> adequate. <laughs> <laughs> legends.
0: great reviews uh what have we got coming up anything No. (laughs) No, I don't think we do. We've got a lot 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 of cool
2: people to talk to. Yeah,
0: we want to talk to Oscar. We want to talk to Keith Tabool.
2: Yeah, and we want to talk to the foil drive guys. Foil
0: drive guys. They How
2: get... is your foil driving going? Uh, Can we have a little chat, chat about it. that
0: quickly? Not now, no.
2: All right. <laughs> Shit. We haven't actually been able to use it half as much as we would have liked to, thanks to Freddie buying a new house and moving into a new house and my dad ending up in hospital for a period of time. So it was very poor timing. And we're Unfortunately, to get
0: back. what I get annoyed at, and you, get, you know I get annoyed at, when, when I lend Kit out, and people pester me, pester me, pester me. I yeah, want to use this. Wanna... And use they don't it. fucking use it. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Liam and I both did exactly that to Matt in Wales with his foil drive, which is a real shame because, yeah, we've, we've had a lot going on, both of us separately, so we've just not really had a proper chance. We really we, did
2: want to. It we was really very did. much out of our control. Uh,
0: we did have a go on a flat on flat water in the duck pond to get to grips with it, so at least we understood it. It took us five minutes each, and then I was pretty bored. Um, but it would be quite nice to have a go. That was only because of ways. where we had
2: it mounted on the mast. Agreed. And to put it this way, I've used a good amount of e-foils. I was very impressed. Mm. It is a way nicer experience.
1: Lighter board, more thrusty. Oh, so much better. It actually
2: feels like foiling. Mm. And I was very impressed with, given that the package is so small, I expected it to have nowhere near as much power as the others. That's just not the case. The way that it handles the breaching of the prop compared to a normal e-foil is a million times better mm. Like you can get to the point where half the props out the water but it just still it's continues still whizzing to you with the half and mm. it makes it a very progressive anyway yeah we'll, we'll we'll come back to that when we've used it more but and the,
0: the t-shirts they sent us they're pretty good fit pretty good real good fit mm. they didn't go back and the caps actually i gotta
2: probably could have done with a large but
0: really for the biceps
2: mm. yeah. the guns show uh
0: okay well that's it we're done
1: Why haven't you got a jingle yet? If we do another Wang Lords episode like this, I'm going to make the jingle. I'm putting that out there. That's big. I'm going to get my Casio keyboard out and a triangle. I'm going to make a jingle. What's your demographic again? Forty-five to
0: fifty-nine male. More
2: than me. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not sure they can afford it. Um, Well, that's true, but I'm not sure
1: they're
0: going to enjoy.
2: Where are these nine percent females?
0: Where are all these nine percent females?
2: Freddie's back in the market, by the way. Where's
0: wrong. the 7% unspecified?
2: All of the women are younger. Most of the, mo- all of the female listeners are 20 to 35. Because they're our friends. you, sh- you, <laughs> sure, they're- you sure they're not like, bots? Yeah, maybe.
0: maybe. Okay, we are, we are done. No one's
2: listening anymore. Uh, thank
0: you to everyone who is still listening. Sorry. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. Hang on, what's the list? What's the, what we're we going to talk about? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Rate five us five stars, stars on Spotify. Um, chat to us on Instagram because we do enjoy those messages until they get too nerdy and then I can't be bothered reading them. Uh, what else? Anything?
1: Do not like or subscribe. Use reverse psychology.
0: Uh, yeah, but what if they don't like or subscribe? No. we we'll, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Bye. No. <laughs>